From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 539. Today's show is brought to you by Storyworth, Pen Chalet, and Trade. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How's oh, it going? Oh, wow. Hi. Brad <laughs> hey. Dowdy on the wheels. Radio voices. <laughs> you do have, I think, a voice not far away from a radio voice. Like, I feel like, like I you- trained it up. I don't know. I just think like the way you speak, like I think like just that little bit of tweaking and it would sound at home <laughs> on one of those radio shows. <laughs> like when you do what you just did, but like maybe you don't need to go as hard, you know? <laughs> From NPR 790, Macon, Georgia. See, that's it. You did it. That's all you need. <laughs> Could you imagine doing that for hours on end? Like, we joke, like, I can do it for five seconds, but, like, could you imagine thinking about that the for voice? hours on end? Yeah, yeah, the voice. And then you would take it take it home, and you'd be at dinner. Tonight, spaghetti with marinara sauce. I mean, I have actually changed my voice over time, so <laughs> it might not be massively different. <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> it's, a po- it's a podcast about podcasting now. Mm, nice, nice. Um, we do have a podcast a little bit about video games, and okay. uh, I, I wanted to bring this up. I've had this in my notes for like two weeks, and I was wondering if you saw the Field Notes God of War um, release. Did you yep. see this drop with PlayStation? What were your What did you think when you saw this? So I don't remember exactly why, like how this came across my path. I think just like someone sent it to me. I think. Oh, mm-hmm. um, me and Federico and John Voorhees, we have like a, I'm a sister where we talk about video games a lot. And right. Sony just dropped a bunch of God of War stuff at once when they announced the game, like merch. And mm-hmm. I think John noticed it and was like, man, they are going all in, right? Like he sent this yeah. to me. It's like, you know, they, they really do. Like Sony have just got like a ton of stuff going on for this God of War release at the moment, mm-hmm. like uh, limited editions, special editions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and for for non video game fans, this is probably like the biggest console release of the year. It's their biggest game of the year. Their for biggest, sure, their biggest game for of the year. sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, it is going up against Elden Ring as game of the year. I think. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be between these two for most uh, outlets. I don't think God of War is going to have a good showing against Elden Ring, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it will pick it up in some places. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. like so, my my initial thought when I saw what is a what nine pack? They're doing <laughs> it's a like nine three, pack. three three packs, or you can get mm-hmm. a nine pack. So they're doing mm-hmm. like three. They've got and they're like focused around different parts of mythology. I actually I wouldn't be surprised if these are like light spoilers for the game, but like. <laughs> I don't know, right? Like I haven't played God yeah. of War yet because right. I have not yet unpacked my PlayStation in the move. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do actually own the game. I have a, I got given a code by PlayStation, but I have not played it. Oh, nice, nice. Um, but game provided by PlayStation eventually when I ever get to it. Um, it, what I would say about this is like it's like of a lot of stuff. I don't know how or why this happened. That's, I think that's a very good way to put it. Right. <laughs> that's my biggest takeaway from this. Like, I'm not entirely sure why Sony did this. Like, all of their other stuff, they're obviously working with companies to produce it, but they're not co-branded, right? So, like, mm-hmm. they have backpacks and mugs and sunglasses, right? Like, all kinds of stuff. Like, the only thing that I can see on here that is co-branded is a Yeti mug. Like, everything mm-hmm. else is just, like, it's just God of War. So, like, I'm not entirely sure why if Sony wanted to make some notebooks, they didn't just 
make some notebooks, yeah. you know, like why God did they war, feel God the need to Molesky. go to field like, notes? No, but like, yeah, we see they the Moleskine just, come out. Yeah, but they don't have to do, I don't think of a, a brand at all, right? Like they could just exactly make some crappy These are notebooks. literally field notes. Yeah. They're if like you didn't know what this is, you would think, yeah, you would think this was like the um, the the national parks <laughs> or the Seven Wonders field notes or something, just by you yep. know a quick glance at the cover, yep. right? Obviously, if you looked in it more, you'd go, oh, oh this is I've got to shout it out, Fantasy Brad. Realm and things like they got mm-hmm. the buy correctly. God of War Ragnarok by field notes, they did it correctly. Okay, okay. I just Good. I need to I always still... mention this when someone does it right. I I can't. Do you know how much time I spend trying to figure out how to do that to this day? Like, I just don't. It's I, easy. It's, just say it aloud. I need a, I need a digital workflow. You just like, say I understand. It. I understand. You say it. Here's the trick, Brad. Right? Here's the trick. Who's making it? Right? That's always lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how I need I do like it. an XKCD or something like to pin up on my wall and like here's no, the here's just, the order. I explained so. it to you, you know. <laughs> I know who's making it goes last. Who's actually Fair producing enough. the product? Because that's it's by right. them, right? Okay. Try right, 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 right. Yes, if you say it that way. But um, yeah, I I was shocked when I saw this in in like a very positive way. It's like what is happening? And then mm-hmm. I was thinking like you is like what is this through line? How did we get from point A to point B here? Right? Mm-hmm. Like how did, who reached out to field notes and, yep. and, and came up with this concept. And I imagine the working on this has been going on all year, right? This probably like since January, yep. I'd imagine. Um, I mean, it's obviously great execution, perfect stuff. I also wonder how much of these they would sell like is this the is this the market like would it have been better for like the singular journal where you just make your own you know god of war yeah it's weird right like singular moleskin-esque journal right like is their market going to go for the nine pack of field notes i mean field notes fans and video games fans or people that listen to this show would this is probably why this is a pre-order product mm, i see that now that's a good point right I'm curious. So it's it's fifty dollars for a nine pack, um, which is fine. Like that's mm-hmm. like you know what they're going for these days, and they're they're really pretty, right? They're they're obviously like everything feels field mm-hmm. notes does. I'm a huge fan of, and these look great. I just mm-hmm. curious. I'm curious. It's fun, right? It is. It's very fun. I'm glad to see it. I'm very happy. Like this is big time. Like. It doesn't get much bigger than this, you know. Mm-hmm. Drop these in the in the Apple Store. That's like the next move, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for for our level of nerdery, so while those dropped, did you know that Field Notes also did a Fall twenty twenty two release? No, <laughs> me neither. If they emailed me, I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. Like I got no email and I saw online, you know, just in, in the circles I'm in, I was like, Hey, look at these hatch prints, right. From this print show, this letterpress, um, this letterpress collaborate collaboration. And, you know, they've done, you know, historically field notes has done a lot of things like this. Right. So I thought this was just one of those releases like, Hey, God of war release. We're going to make this special thing for this special event, except it's actually the the fall release. I thought it was just some random, random release. So like, I think it, it seems like it kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit, despite being just a complete knockout edition, right? This is my kind of edition. Give me all the weird letterpress, you like, know, printed, I got an email printed covers. From them about the winter one coming up. 
but I have don't see any email about the full release at all. So Weird. Kate in the chat says it's all the way back on 19th September. We would have gotten an email. And it's just, this does not register with me whatsoever. And clearly it didn't register with anyone else because not once that I get asked, hey, what do I think about oh, this yeah. fall release? Kate's right, obviously. <laughs> oh, there it is. I just I mean, ignored obviously. that one. They're always right. I will say but, though, Brad, this this one is like not interesting to me at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. But this is core. This is core release field notes, right? Which yeah. is interesting to me, right? That doesn't mean it I think it's like a ten out of a ten, but this is what I want. Like when I subscribe for field notes field notes, I'm like, heck yeah, give me this. Um but like like I'm good with whatever you send me. Like I don't need, you know, a billion of these or anything like that. I'm not gonna go out and buy them. But this is this is my like canonical field notes style release. Um, yeah, also I think for agree me it's with like, your point though. These they've had a few like this. Like if this was the first one I'd seen where it was kind of like this, where it's like, oh, here's a um, a poster and we've cut it up. And mm-hmm, you know what? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had stuff like right. this before from them. I mean, they have. They did the Two Rivers one, which was museum yep. based, and it's it's similar to that. I mean, so obviously the best one is the uh, the DDC factory floor one, right? The mon- was it right, mon- right, the random print. What was that? That it's like that. But see, that art company does the cool prints. I'm thinking like Mon, not Monzo. That's a bank. Mm-mm. You know um, what I'm talking like a, about? Kind of. That was the company that they collaborated with to do this, and they had like yeah. a, a a show. Like an art show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember this. This is like 10 years ago, practically. Yeah. That's annoying. I don't, uh. But I think the reason why this one kind of, you know, missed my radar is because have they ever done a seasonal release that was tied into an event? Like Expedition, they did, you know, when, you know, the person was going across Antarctica, but that's not really an event. That's like they did it to, you know, to raise awareness kind of kind of thing like this was this is an event edition which they do a billion event editions every year and this just happened to be an event edition that was the seasonal edition so i don't know it kind of got lost in the shuffle for me i didn't i didn't understand what it was um Mm. despite being very cool i saw these online plenty of times i was like yeah that's cool that's cool hey it's for the hat show nope it was the fall 2022 release one and the same so interesting so like i just had to put that in the show notes today because i was going when we had these god of war ones in here i was like what was the fall release mondo mondo yes mondo mondo yeah so i was curious like did we have we had the fall release? And I went and looked, and I was like, "Oh, it's those hatch ones I've been seeing." I had no clue, no concept of what was happening. Oh, so that anyway. they did it in collaboration with something else that was going on, right? So okay, so they didn't have those made then. The hatch, yeah, like well, but they've counted it as the fall twenty twenty two release. This is your subscriber release. Right. That's why it's confusing. That's I why I was I was confused. confused. I just so went, there was oh. a thing. Hatch were doing a thing. Yes. And Phil so was like, oh, worked yeah. with them. And then, mm, okay. And they All do right. that so often, I just thought, oh, cool. Hatch print show release. Great. Yeah. yeah. Not, oh, seasonal release. Well, it's like in the way release. that the God of War, right, wasn't a seasonal release. It was right. a collab thing. Or like the stuff they did with, did it with a band once, right? I don't remember which band it was. With Wilco? Yeah, with Wilco. Like, they did the six-pack with Wilco. That was just a side release, right? Yeah. Oh, that was a great release. I forgot about that one. That was a great one. That was a great one. All right. 
Next, a uh, very popular <laughs> traditional <laughs> pen addict topic. Twisby, Mike. Twisby dropped a new swipe color. So if you're not familiar with the swipe, um, if you listen to the show, you're very familiar with the swipe because they um, made a new entry level type of pen um, to go along with, yeah, with the spring in it. And, you know, in case you drop the fur, it's for all the people that drop their pens. I, I, I am on the record as, as like, okay, yeah, whatever. But it's a, it's a great pen. It's a great entry level pen. Um, what do you think about this color? It's a good color. I mean, it's a nice blue. So like, yeah, not much to say, right? No, it's quite vivid, but fun. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. And the only thing that I can think of when I saw it is literally the first comment in this uh, from my good friend, even supposing. Um, that's such a good color. Please make the go in some of these fun colors, too. So this, my immediate reaction to this was, oh, the go is gone. <laughs> was my instant reaction. Because the go came out before the swipe, right? So if you're not familiar with the Twisby Go, it is it is the the pump spring. So the it's got the filling mechanism where you just it's like a physical piston type of mm-hmm. filling. It's a very weird, unique looking pen. It's very Twisby, and it's great. It's fantastic. I think a lot of people love the Go. You're a Go fan, right? Like I you love like the it. Go. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And then later on, here comes the swipe in the same price point. Little bit simpler idea to sell mm. to a new person, I would say, right? Little less complicated, little less fussy. And now the swipe gets the first new color. And the swipes already had other colors, right? They had a re- regional release in China. I think it was avocado and salmon, maybe? Salmon right? There's and like pear a green. green. Pear green, Okay. Um, and go to this day has had nothing. Right. So that's what I think about when I see this is like, huh, I guess, I guess the go is gone. So that's, uh, that's my take on this. I mean, it, this is great. I think the Twisby swipe is an awesome pen. Um, I would recommend it ahead of the go easily, which we're going to talk about some of my pen recommendations later in this show. But, uh, yeah, that's, um, there's like literally nothing to say about this pen other than I, instinctively think about well what's happening to the other pins Do they in Twisby's lineup. Ship the swipe with a converter. Yeah. And and the swipe can also have a cartridge, right? Correct. Yeah, it's replacing the gun. So yeah. yeah. So it's got the spring in there to hold in the, the Twisby cartridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna get started on this. I'm trying not to get started on this, but wow. <laughs> but this doesn't need. This is not a thing. The spring. <laughs> They're just making stuff up. Yeah, yes. but it's fun though. <laughs> it's fine. It's I. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It's it. It increases my enjoyment of the pen, Mike, very much. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. See? And uh, yeah. So yes. Yeah, so I I enjoy this. Uh, Twisby swipe, especially when I throw it across the room, Mike, the, the cartridge doesn't pop out. Like, it's a huge advantage of this pen oh, over any other pen that I see? have. See? What would you do? You know, any other pen, it's going <laughs> to it's gonna pop. Not the swipe. <laughs> Not the swipe. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I think just like the Twisby Classic, I don't know if people even, you're probably going, what is the Twisby Classic? Like, it just kind of exists now. Like, it kind of failed as a product. You know, not a complete failure. Uh, Well, the Classic, more of a failure than the Go, just from a technical perspective. But the Go is a, 
the go is what I want to see, right? I'm glad the go exists, but this tells me like, are they going to keep doing anything with the go? It's been a couple years now. Right. And you know, this will get me back into the, um, you know, what, what companies, you know, wanting to see them innovate, you know, but you know, complaining about the weirdness, you know, things like that is like, but I, I would rather see the innovation, um, you know, just like the platinum curiosity, like what's going to happen with that. Like I think about this stuff all the time, like the platinum curiosity is one of those pins kind of like the go. It's like, it's very weird and very strange. And I don't know if it's going to do well, but I want to see this right. Keep doing it. Twisby platinum, whoever keep experimenting, keep playing with stuff. So yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's fun, but now I wonder, will the go go away? So I'll stop saying that now. Will the go go away? Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by StoryWorth. If you're spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories. There are some you're going to love to hear, maybe some that you've heard one too many times. But have you ever wondered what it would be like to document those timeless stories? It can be challenging to think about writing out an entire book of someone's life memories or where you'd even begin. But StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. This is how anyone can write a book about their life. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you can pick from their collection, like, what was the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, what's the farthest you've ever traveled? All they have to do is reply to that email with a story. Then, after a year, StoryWorth compiles all of these stories, memories, and even photos that can be attached in a keepsake book for you to pass along. Millions of stories have been told as StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. So get started with your loved ones for the holidays, and before you know it, you'll be able to reflect on those timeless stories for generations to come. I've run through some of these questions before with loved ones, and I'm always really impressed with the prompts. They have this really fantastic way of like helping to tease out the answers to these questions, and some you end up hearing them in a different way or a way that you wouldn't have thought to ask before yourself. I think it's a fantastic gift for someone in your life as a way to continue to build your family history. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash penaddict and you'll save $10 off your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash penaddict to save $10 on your first purchase. Once again, that is storyworth.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to StoryWorth for their support of this show and Relay FM. I think that's a, such a cool idea, and they've they've sponsored us for a long time around the holiday season, yeah, right? It's, it's, a, it's a great gift, gift yep. idea, it's, yep. and and you know, it's for a lot of those family members that are like into. They may not be like the complete stationary nerd like you are, but they're into like writing and capturing their life mm-hmm. and their family and the things that are important to them. And to be able to just do this year round and then have a product at the end, like I think it's super smart and super cool. So yeah, love that idea. All right, Mike. Prepare for some bad audio here. Do you know why? Why? Because I have a portable desk in my lap called the Rightwell. So I am trying to describe what I have here with this in my lap. (laughs) So my head might be turning a little bit. So let me give you a little bit of background here. So the Rightwell from our friend Dan over at Good Made Better. You know Dan at Good Made Better. He makes the... uh, you know, makes pinwell. the the desk accessories like the pinwell, yeah, and the various pinwells, the portable pinwells, like the different materials, all those things. So he's been in our world for a while making things. So, and Dan is a fidgeter, right? He likes to say, "Hey, what can I make that would make uh, 
make, you know, my writing better, my stationary better, things that I like. So now he's made this lap desk, which is kind of something he wanted to make for himself. And he sent me an early version of this and I'm just like, yes. So I I have one of these literally in my lap as I'm talking about this because I can't just like stare at it across the room while, while I'm discussing it. I love lap desks, so I've been a long time lap desk user, and that's a weird, it's kind of a weird product, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's not something that you normally think about, right? Like I'm saying, say like you in particular, like when you're writing, you have your notebook, you're at a desk, yeah. Um, or maybe, you know, you take your notebook to a cafe or whatever, whatever, right? You're just, you don't think about it that way. Or even if you're sitting on in a chair or on a couch or something, you know, you just grab your notebook and prop up your knee and, and write a little mm-hmm. bit. The way I write, um, since I've been writing this blog and a lot of it is handwritten, I don't always want to sit at my desk because I might sit at my desk all day, wanted to relocate, you know, go in the living room, turn on some music, but also write in my journal or write a review. And historically, I've used a lap desk for those situations. So in the past, I've used one of Levenger's, um, which a lot of people have probably seen those. They have like a cushion on the bottom yes, and just like a flat piece of wood on the top. And eventually I use it so much like the cushion would no longer Velcro and it was just kind of weird and uncomfortable. It's like, it ends up being like a balance board and (laughs) it doesn't really work very well. It becomes more of a frustration than anything. So I switched from that into just a sketchboard. Do you know what those are, Mike? It's just like, if you see like someone drawing at a park and they just clip a piece of paper on like a piece of board, that's like, you know, two foot, you know, two foot by two foot or something like that. And it's, it's literally just a board with a handle and a clip, you know, it's like, uh, if you go and get your caricature done, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, down at the park that's what they're going to have up on their easel. So it's just a board I would put in my lap. Like I literally use these things all the time. So Dan, I saw uh, his pictures, I think at the Colorado pen show, people were sending me, Oh, look, Dan's using this lap desk. And as it turns out, um, this was a product he was making and it's called the Rightwell. So if you are familiar with good made better stuff, they are over engineered in the best way possible. Like they're beautifully made sturdy stout a lot of thought goes into every little detail and this is a large lap board with a lot of little bells and whistles for us writers who like to sit and move around into different places and use these kind of tools um, as part of our daily writing experience and that's what this is so you know the board it's got like a pin rest. It's got like a built-in pin well. Um, it's got a, um, you know, it's got a little um, border there. So like your notebook doesn't slide off the bottom and it has these accessories that you can move in and out to mm. hold up a book. Like I've been copying a book um, very ineffectively uh. for a while, right? So I can put the book up in this little board, uh, this little add-on feature that it's a removable feature. I shouldn't say add-on. It's a removal. You can take it on or off. And you can have something displayed, like held up at the end of your, your writing yeah. desk. So we'll have a link in the show notes to go check this out. And like Dan didn't ask me to to do this or sponsor the show or anything like no, that. I just, I, I love him. I also had my notes because I got the email from Kickstarter. So I was happy yeah. when I came to the document and saw you'd put just it Just like I, I love what Good Made Better makes, like yep. everything that they make. This is 
that level of nerdery that speaks to me like on like a direct level because this is something I use already. Like I've used a lap desk for literally years, like a decade or more. Um, the whole time I've been writing this, writing uh, the Panatic blog, I've used a lap desk in some form. And now I have the the sweetest lap desk I've ever seen. So it's it's very cool. So this is a handmade product. Dan's making all these. They're extremely expensive, you know, for what, for, um, you know, a, a big, bulky, very engineered, lots of pieces and parts to make something simple, right? Sometimes when you make something simple, it's complicated. And I can tell there's a lot of thought uh, going into this. So it's $179 if you back it on Kickstarter. It is US only, Mike. Do you know why? Shipping? It's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> when, he shipped, when he shipped me this, literally before I opened it, I said, I hope he understands <laughs> how bad these are going to be to ship and he's accounting for this uh, in bad? the project. Like, what so, do you mean though? Like, I mean, I just sort of assume it's the big, like the bulk. It's the size. It. It's right. the size of it. Yeah. It's a very, it'd be very, very expensive to ship overseas. I'd yeah. imagine, I would imagine $80 to ship these like to the UK, right? Yeah. It would, it's because it's a large, large and heavy, right? Large and heavy equals expensive shipping. Mm-hmm. So I understand. I know a lot of people when I was unboxing this and we were talking about it on, on Twitch, they were a little bit sad. They couldn't get it overseas, you know, who knows? Maybe one day it'll be available. You know, maybe there'll be a retailer that could buy like 10 of these or something and and do something with that. So just hang in there. You know, if you, if you really want one, hopefully there'll be a, a way in, in the future. But yeah, it's got to be a nightmare to ship. So um, um, yeah. Is but it can, comfortable to put on your lap? Because like you mentioned the Levenger one, which had like a cushion. This is just wood. Yeah, I would rather have the rigid style like this. So it, the only thing that's a little bit interesting for me on the lap and and as I've been using this and giving feedback to Dan. So it has like a riser in the back mm-hmm. to have a proper angle. And I kind of, when I'm using it in my lap, I will tend to, God, this is so specific. <laughs> I tend to cross my legs and then hang the riser over my knee, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sitting flat legged and then the riser across my legs, if that makes a sense. I, I don't, I don't write straight on, if you will. So it's kind of at an angle. And then the the riser on the back is like good if like this is on a desk or something like that. It gives you a good writing angle. For me, I kind of undershoot the riser to where I just keep it flat um, on, my, on my leg. So I don't notice it. But I do see like... Like, I guess if you're flat, I I don't, I just don't, I tend not to write flat legged, which is funny. Mm. You know, part of the reason why I like lap desks to begin with is because I can kind of lean back in my chair and I will actually cross my legs and have the board up a little bit. So it works for me in that because I will just, I will just put the little riser in the back over it. So other than that, it's comfortable. It's big and bulky, right? But lap desks are an acquired taste to begin with. Right. This is not something that everyone is going to enjoy doing, but I've done it for so long. Like I'm used to it. Like I just fell right into it, even though this is like bigger and heavier than what I'm using now. But it's a better layout than my sketchboard that I'm using uh-huh. um, because it's almost too big. This is a little bit smaller, even though it's heavier. Um, it, it works better for that. So and I'm able to keep um, I, I really like the little pin well that's built into it. I use that in the little pin tray. So I use that, you know, when I have to set it down and, and things like that. Those little those little things 
like on my my sketchboard has like this big rubber band and i'll just have to like you know if i want to move around like i'll slide my pen under the band and sometimes it's flying around this is a this is a good setup for me this product this product was built for me this is <laughs> like i am i am really enjoying it because it is something i already used right in in a way that i already wrote so like i'm used to it but i do also understand that people may not get this right as a product and and that's okay like they're expensive and you know he's probably not going to sell like it's not this isn't you're not going to sell a thousand units of these right this is a very very highly specific uh type of situation and it just kind of checks all those boxes for me so i definitely wanted to uh to bring it up so i did um he did send me one and then i've backed one as well so um you know maybe maybe i'll have to figure out what to do with my uh with my original loaner because I don't need two of them. So we'll, we'll figure something out to do with it. Uh, I was backer number one, Mike. I couldn't get in there fast enough. So that's what I think about this project. Well, maybe in fact you did get in there fast enough if you were backer number one, but I know what true. you're saying. True, true, true. Good point, good point. So Yeah, I thought it was a beautiful good. thing. Like it is not a product I would use. Like this would be very uncomfortable right. for me. Um, right. But I, I think it's very beautiful and I know it's going to be mm -hmm. made really, really well because that's what they do, right? Like, right. So good made better is stuff that is made good and better, right? Like they, right. they, they really, I mean, I, as I say, I use the pen well and have used the pen well every day for years now. And I mm -hmm. think it's quite an ingenious little design. Like the little book weight is so smart. Um, the book the weight is cool. That, so. Yeah, it's Very heavy. Nice. Like the book weight, I think I weighed it the other day. It was like fourteen ounces. It's uh, close to a pound. That little book weight. It's hilarious. So yeah, I have a little book weight on mine. And um, but I I haven't really been using the book weight. I've been using the uh, the holder in the back where you kind of stand it up in the back, which yeah. is really good. The the reader's kit is what it's called. Um, so it's this cool little piece of plexiglass, so you yeah. can hold the book open but still see through the to the page like if you're copying or just want it for notes or things like that or you can remove the plexiglass and put up you know like a digital device or or slot it in there too like you could put up an ipad or something like their tablet of any kind in there too, i think it's so. very smart like things like the plexiglass <clears throat> thing mm -hmm. it shows like thought in the design like i bet he didn't start yeah. with plexiglass Right. You probably right. started with nothing. Yes. Like would be my guess. You'd like, hey, just let's put this up here and kind of balance it back there. It's like, oh, what if I, you know, did this? And no, it's like, oh, that doesn't work. Works. Let me put a piece of wood here to hold it. Oh, mm -hmm. wait, now I can't see it. What right. can I, you know, like I, that's how I am. Yep. When I see something like that, I feel like I can like look into the matrix, you know, and like see mm -hmm. what were the steps that probably led to this with it being mm -hmm. a great solution. Yeah, especially from someone who is like physically making this in their own shop, right? Yeah, like you can easy to imagine. Do. Imagine the the version history of this product is large. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very cool. I'm excited. I'm using mine uh, very frequently already, and I look forward to uh, to getting a new one whenever it comes out. That, my biggest decision was what side what side do I buy the pinwell on? Like you can choose left side or right side. And I was like, hmm, I, have to, I haven't thought about that. I went with right, but I think yeah, sometimes. Yeah, why would you not do that? Well, because when you're writing, you're okay. So if you're right-handed, mm -hmm. um, everything I'm working on comes in from the right-hand side, including the pen, which makes it easy to put it down. But that means the left side's always free. It's like a more open spot over there. So why not put the pen over there? And it's more out of the way, even though you technically have to reach for it yeah, a little bit. Reaching over it the whole time. 
Yeah, but it's never in the way. So I don't know. I went with the right, but these are the kind of things I think about Mike. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Pen Chalet. They sell authentic, amazing rollables and fountain pens, ballpoints and mechanical pencils, and so much more. They have products from all of your favorite brands. They have fast and reliable customer service. They add new styles of pens to the site every month, and every couple of weeks you're going to find new specials over at Pen Chalet, new deals that they're doing just for you. As well as all of the companies and products that they sell, you know, like, you know, they have Lamy and Pilot and Namiki and they have fountain pens and ballpoints from all of them. They also do a bunch of limited edition pens from some of your favorite brands and accessories. So if you're looking for carrying cases, inks, you want uh, fountain pen converters, all little bits and bobs, they've got them over at Pen Chalet. It's the one-stop shop. They do uh, free shipping on orders of over $75 in the U.S. They also sell internationally with great rates. They offer at Pen Chalet low prices on high-quality products and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time over at penchalet. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict. Brad, what are they going to (laughs) find? I couldn't get past the homepage, Mike, because, I I mean, we're going to get to to the deals. There's some hot stuff in there. But on the homepage, it's a new pen from Visconti that I haven't seen before. It's the Visconti Kaleido Unicorn Galaxy. Can you imagine what this even looks like? So this is wild. Like, this is cool. Like, this is not a pen for me, Like, but I would want to see this pen in person. I want to see people buying this pen. I want to see the owners of this pen enjoying this pen. This is awesome. <laughs> and there's even an orange one. Like, I'm completely discounting the orange one because the Unicorn Galaxy is I'm not going to awesome. send this to Kathy. It's too much. I don't want to put a $636 <laughs> pen on a, you know, on a This is so good. Because like, I know I, she'll is, love it, and I don't want to burden yeah. her with that. Yeah, this is. I have not laid eyes on on this pen before. Don't and I'm in. understand I am in. the oh the orange has got a different name. The orange okay. is called Fire Opal because okay, like I didn't get it. Right? Would you call mm-hmm. it? So it's Visconti Kaleido, and then you've got Unicorn Galaxy or mm-hmm. Fire Opal. Gotcha. Yeah, like Fire Opal. You know, looks like my kind of pen. I'm in on the Unicorn Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Come mm-hmm. on. All right. Then you got to go over and, and drop in the pin and code on the YouTube radio podcast link and see all the, the awesome deals for listeners. The Penider Alchemist. So I just uh, met up with a pen friend in person, and this was the pen that they were using. They were using the uh, the green one, uh, Krakatoa Green. And this is such a good-looking pen, and it's got a great snap cap, and these Peniders are great. And uh, I, I really, really enjoy what they're doing at Penider. The Cross X Rollerball pen, Mike, this is an older pen. Oh my god, I this, remember this. Yeah, this one always comes up because it is a gosh, how would you describe it? It's a barrel retract pen, right? Mm-hmm. So it compacts on itself like telescopic. Yeah. Right? So this is this is the pen you buy just like randomly for someone like for a gift, like you know, just like the hey, here's a cool almost like a gadget pen. It's like a telescoping center. And this was actually a good one, one that works very very well. We've talked about this one years and years ago. Um the other thing which I personally haven't seen as a as a Y Studio fan, this is the Y Studio My Resolute Wooden Notepad Stand and Ballpoint Pens. I'm not totally familiar with this, and I want to look into this because it's 
it's for sale. It's on sale at a good price. So I'm, I'm interested in what they're doing here with this, uh, Y studio set, because I think, uh, Y studio is one of my personal favorite brands. So yeah, um, lots of stuff on this page. So definitely go check it out. Really interesting stuff. So penchalet.com podcast link at the top of the website. Uh, thanks to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and relay FM. All right, Mike, I have right, been bro. continuing down the top five updates. Mm-hmm. I've actually been, I've, I've been a good boy, Mike. I've been reasonably steady yep. uh, getting these updates in. because I've been enjoying Mike, reading the pieces you've been writing in refill. I like that you're doing it the way that you're doing it, this like slow rollout. Yeah, I don't know why that hit me one day. I was like, if I'm going to get this done, I can't do it all at once. So what if I broke it down into chunks talked about the changes I made in a little bit more detail to Panatic members and released it a little bit early and then just took each category and worked my way through. Like as we get further down the list, I'll probably do like multiple, multiple links uh, or multiple lists at a time. Um, I don't know. We only have what six weeks left in the year and I definitely have more than six lists to, to update. And I know there's going to be weeks where I can't do, um, I need to talk about other things. So um, yeah, we're, we're, pretty much on track so we'll get it updated uh, here pretty soon but we have this was kind of the last core um i think top five lists that the people are most interested in um we still have some some other pretty popular lists after this but this was the the top five fountain pens between 100 and 200 dollars um, I think that's a really core part of this top five page because you kind of get led into it right in the order that I've done these. You know, we start with micro gel ink pens and pens in the store, right? Before you're, before people are into fountain pens or people who aren't into fountain pens, that's the things that they're thinking about. Then, oh, maybe they start thinking about fountain pens and I have the top five fountain pens for beginners. Then I have the top five next fountain pens. Once you kind of get past that beginner phase and start looking at other things, and then you really make the jump. And I think that first big jump in fountain pens is this one hundred to two hundred dollar price range. So I wanted to have. I've always had this list uh, here, and this list has changed a lot over the years. And actually, we've mm. done. I don't know. It's probably been a couple of years, but we actually did a. I updated this list specifically once because so many pins that were on it had been priced out of this, right? Like over the past couple of years, the the market has, you know, seen price increases across the board, you know, rare materials such as gold, you know, gold, silver, platinum, any of the, the parts, you know, like nibs specifically that are made uh, for a lot of these very, very popular pins, the cost of those, those manufacturing pieces have gone up and therefore priced a lot of these pins out of this range. So I updated this one a couple years ago or maybe last year. I don't even remember um, to kind of better think about this price point. And it's still a tough price point because it's pretty much the top five fountain pens between $175 and 200 uh, Remind <laughs> right? me here. Didn't, you, didn't we talk about like you were going to give this a new name? No. Wasn't it like I wanted Next to keep this Step or something? That's the previous list. So we talked about that before. So this is the next. This is after that. So, so the, the one we just did was the Step Up. I'm sorry. I've, I've forgotten yep. the name. So that was like yep. the Step Up, right? Yep. Your yep. second and fountain pen. 
Yep. And then this is when you're this 100, this price point. Um, Why did you keep is, the price point for this one? Why not give that like also its own name? Because a lot of times this is where the question it's a lot of times it's question based, right? So I have X amount of dollars to spend. Like a hundred dollars seems to be a price breaker, right? So anything under a hundred dollars is usually not tied into price, right? When I get a question. So again, these are recommendations, not personal favorites. So when I get questions and a lot of this is based on that, Hey, I want to, I need a beginner fountain pen. I'm new, like help me find that. So, okay. I have this list. All right, I I like that beginner pen. What's next? What should I look at next? And it's like okay, I I figured that it's like no, okay. Now I've budgeted like I think like a hundred dollars like for a pen or like you know one hundred and fifty dollars for a pen. What do I want to do? So that's how the questions come in. So this seems to be the best way to answer the most people's uh, the most questions I, I receive. Does that make sense? Yeah, and also yeah. I'm not saying you you are doing this, but no, this no. this pati- no 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 what I'm about to say this particular oh. question I expect is very good for Google. Oh yeah, that's right? literally literally never crossed my mind. I'm not saying it is, but <laughs> until like, you said that, it is a good reason to keep it. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. Because the pen addict, like the website, ranks very high in SEO yeah. anyway. Yeah. So you know, now, if the somebody's top, the top in, five like, pins name yeah. definitely does. Yeah. But all yeah. of them. Like if I Google any pen, you always come up first. Ah, so. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, they, it's very clean and very, you know, basic and simple and like search termy, but like I've never thought of it that way. Other than like I do know that if you just write in top five pens, um, like that's a pretty, that's pretty, you know, popular. But I mean, the, the rest I of it, I haven't, I haven't thought about the individual list in that way. Top pens $100 and it comes mm-hmm. up. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, like after you get past the beginner and the next next set, then you, I think people start thinking of it more into price brackets, right? So this is that next price bracket. And the challenge, as you'll see during the results of this and what I already said, is this is really like $175 to $200, right? There's pens that are good that are, you know, $125 or $140. But I have a hard time recommending them. Like, for example, the, the we'll get to the list in a second, but what didn't make the list were two very popular pens. Um, that's the Pelican M205. So they're entry-level piston filler. Those are around 120 130 And then the Pilot Vanishing Point which is around 160, maybe a little bit more, 180, uh, somewhere in that range. So those are two extremely, extremely popular pens. But when I look at them from a recommendation perspective, and as we go through this list, you'll see why maybe they those didn't make the cut. Um, I, I The 205 is the hardest one to leave off the list. The vanishing point's actually pretty easy to leave, leave off the list. So let's go down the list and then we'll we'll break it all down. I had to, I made a mistake on the last list, an oversight, um, leaving the Pilot Custom 74 out. And I wanted to correct that on this list. It's the best pen in this That's range. That's wild to me. Pretty easily. That a pen you left off is now number one. Like that, I don't understand how that so has happened. It had been on the list in the past, right? And for a while there, Pilot stopped updating the 74, right? It just existed in the same 
clear purple and orange colors that had list that it existed in 10 years ago or maybe even longer right so there was no freshness in that lineup so i kind of just yeah okay it's there like i didn't think about it it doesn't really you know come up that much so i kind of just it was kind of out of sight out of mind if you will mm-hmm. right well then they started all of a sudden there's like four new colors of the 74 it's like oh they're gonna push this one why are they pushing this one what's special about this and it was always a pin that was in the same conversation with the sailor pro gear slim and the platinum 3776 and the pilot custom 74 right those three kind of ran together and then sailor priced itself out um this is kind of if you think about it these are those brands kind of entry level gold nib pins platinum um, excuse me pilot does have some other options the the 91 is another option too but we'll, we'll t- i'll talk about that in a minute um but those three were kind of those int- those first gold nib pins um for pilot sailor and platinum and i think the pilot is my favorite one it's priced the best it's more like 160 165 dollars they have upgraded a lot of the barrel colors it's a very you know simple lightweight cool looking pen it's not for everyone all the barrels are translucent right um fun colors like i have a teal color that i use a lot it's it's really really nice and it's just great it's just great quality it's priced so well it has somehow not been subject to great price increases that a lot of the competition has and for that quality and for that price, I think it's a really easy recommendation to make it at number one. With number two being Platinum 3776, even though I prefer the 3776 because I like the way the nibs feel, I think the 74 is still the best recommendation, the best universal recommendation. The 3776 at this price... They are a little bit more limited in color. Um, they do have the benefit of offering more nib choices. I think that's the big the big thing with 3776 is you can get a few different nib sizes that you can't get in the 74. 3776 would be my number one. Yeah, I mean, and I, that's, I, that was the I, previous I, number one. And it would be my number one too. I don't have a lot of like experience with the 74, but just the mm-hmm. 74 doesn't excite me in any way like it doesn't do anything for me mm-hmm, where the mm-hmm. 3776 you can get some really cool ones like yeah um and some of them staying even within that one to 200 yeah some of the really nice ones do push over but that yeah but the nib is still the same and for me the the gold nib in the 3776 is the i think the best nib you can buy like mm-hmm. that you can just buy right like without needing to modify or whatever like it, I think that the 3776 gold nib is a masterpiece. Yeah, I agree. Like in my personal list, I would have the 3776 first. The reason why I put the 74 ahead of it is because I just think it's a better nib for more people. Um, I think the 3776 nib is unique mm-hmm. in a way that some people dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, out, out the box, you know, they're wondering like, what, what is this? What is this feedback that I'm getting? Even though it's it's glorious, like I think it's fantastic. So yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue. You know, if someone wants to flip flop those, like 
it's you know one and one a type of situation but i would recommend the 74 i'm always going to recommend those together pretty much anyway right it's this list is definitely one and two because number three is the Lamy 2000. And this pen has been number one on this list. This pen has been off the list. <laughs> Depends on if I'm mad at it or not at the time. But the way this price point has been working, and Lamy is, this 2000 is almost off this list. They're like 199 now. It is still one of the best pens at this price point for the construction or the filling mechanism or the nib um 14 karat gold nib now the nib talking about a different nib between the 74 and the 3776 this is a wider wetter nib um again some people you know have to you know, don't like the out-of-the-box nib experience with the 2000. I understand that. They can be a little, I call it, I don't know what the right term is. I call them sticky, right? Like they, they're they not as glassy smooth as like the 74 or just the airy tactile feedback of the 3776. They, um, they are definitely like uh, on the page, right? But in the context of this list, I don't know how I could not recommend it this highly. It's, I think the 2000's awesome. Right, I, I think it's really, really great, and I recommend it to a lot of people. And a lot of people just use this pen, and it could be their one and only pen for like a lifetime. Right, if you're looking yeah. for the lifetime purchase, you, you're going with the 2000, maybe a, a, even ahead of the the two above it. Right, so yeah. it's just a, it's the most uniquely constructed out of this list, and maybe next year it's off this list if the the price continues to increase. I would say that the Lamy 2000 is the best gift on this mm-hmm. list. Yeah, it's it answers a lot of questions for people who don't listen to this podcast, if you will, mm-hmm. but are into this kind of stuff, right? And I mean, it it's just very professional looking, incredibly unique, right? Like it will knock your socks off. Yeah. It knocks my socks off to this day. Every time I grab one, it's like ah, this is so good. Like it is that good of a product, right? Yeah, I really, I really love the Lamy Two Thousand. That is just a great pen. Yep. It is. It really is. I'm going to pause you there. We'll take our final break and we'll come back and finish the rest of this list. Gotcha. This episode is brought to you by Trade Coffee. The holidays are approaching, so it's time to start thinking about what you want to get as gifts for your loved ones. If you're looking for something to get even the hardest person to shop for, look no further than a personalized coffee subscription from Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a subscription service that makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. Or you could do that for somebody else with a gift. Trade partners with the nation's top-rated independent roasters to send you coffee you're going to love, fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule. Whether you already know what you like or you're new to specialty coffee and need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They've done that for me. They've done that for Brad. I really love the stuff that I get from Trade Coffee because they open me up to more choice than I would otherwise have because it's like how do you find the independent roasters before you could even choose to buy the coffee from them well trade does that work for you and you don't need to choose because trade knows what you like so they're going to send you what you're going to like Trade Coffee is the perfect gift for loved ones. They make it easy with their digital gifting options for last-minute shoppers. Hey, this is a great thing for last-minute gifts. You know, if you're (laughs) one of those kinds of people, or maybe it's someone you forgot, perfect. Trade is perfect. They also have coffee and equipment bundles to put something under the tree as well. That's actually a nice one too, right? You buy someone 
a subscription and <laughs> give them like a V60 or something. That's mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself or the coffee lover in your life of Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering listeners of this show a total of $30 off a subscription and access to limited-time holiday specials by going to drinktrade.com slash penaddict. That's D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D-E dot com slash penaddict for $30 off. Drinktrade.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Trade for their support of this episode and Relay FM. One of my favorite gifts, period, is coffee and being able to have like this 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 coffee connoisseur <laughs> in trade, like mm-hmm. be able to pick out cool coffees for me. It's like getting a gift, yeah, a special gift for me every month. I love it. Love it. All right. Number four on this list, Mike, is the pen that actually calls me to rework this list um, a couple of years ago or a year ago, the Leonardo Memento Zero. So when you get into this price point, there has long been an expectation of, well, if I'm paying that much money, the nib better be gold, right? Mm -hmm. And you will see the difference if you compare and contrast the 74 and the 3776 with something like the Leonardo Memento Zero. So the Memento Zero has a steel nib and beautiful acrylic, character-filled barrels, right? They're stunning to look at. Where the, I'll, I'll say this out loud, I love the way the 74 and 3776 looks. All the money's in the nib, right? Mm-hmm. They're uh, acrylic sticks with nibs on them, <laughs> right? They're like, you know, they're not, you know, the elite barrel of the Memento Zero. Well, the Memento Zero puts a lot of money into that and you get a steel nib. They are awesome. I'm the biggest steel nib supporter on the planet. I am fine paying hundreds of dollars for a pen with a steel nib in it, especially when they're a Memento Zero, which you don't have to pay a lot for. You can get these for like 150 bucks if you shop around. And I I can't speak highly enough of what this brand has done since they launched, I don't know, five years ago. It, it's been a little bit, but not that long. Um, they're, they're just crushing it and this is their entry level pin and they've kept it that way. You know, again, they have crept up some in price. They're still under $200, but like I said, there's, there's a, if you go shopping right now, there's a ton of them out there for like $150. So I, it's one of my most used pins, the way it's designed and the way it feels in my hand. It's just a great fountain pen like it is it feels good it's perfectly weighted perfectly balanced perfectly sized the nibs are wonderful the materials are fun to look at everything is just really flawless and like i recommend them so often and enjoy using them really uh, just a ton and um do, do you do you have any of the regular memento zeros or do you just have there this there's definitely some more expensive models out there right that both of us have i do not own a leonardo okay i was thinking you had one of the big ones so we will correct that for you next year i I want to change and i will find the one for you well i'm kind of now thinking well i this is a pen i know i want how about Mm -hmm. i wait until i go to a pen show yeah and get one. That's what that's yeah. what's been in my mind for a while. Like I've I kept hesitating on the primary manipulation models. I kept well, hesitating on those. That's what I was gonna say. You will end up with one of the bigger gold nib models. I'm probably certain. yeah. I mean if I'm gonna Which do it, fair. I'm gonna get the gold mm-hmm. ones rather than the, the steel yeah. ones. That's, and that's the, like 
they make a piston filler gold nib pen that's like you know around four hundred fifty five hundred dollars and it's really really good. So like that's what you're going to end up with. I can see it now. But yeah, um, I mean, just uh, for like that makes more sense for my tastes. Like I <laughs> really love gold nib pens. Like I, I yep. don't really buy steel nib pens anymore. Yep. Yep. So the uh, I will. You know, if you want to argue for this pen first on the list, you're not going to get much of an argument for me too. It's just different than the other three, right? Mm-hmm. And this is again recommendations. Um, you know, what I'm recommending to people is, is how I build this, which makes number five the weirdest entry. And it was on the entry, it was on the list before. Um, the Diplomat Arrow. So we are very price point challenged um, in in this in this range, which I mentioned before. I think about the only other pen I would even consider right here would be the Pelican M205. But they, once the M205 starts to get up to around $180 for some of the special editions, like you can just get black, a black 205 for like $125. And it's fine. And the Arrow is more like $180 pen. But it is so cool looking. It is different and unique from all these other pens up ahead of it in that it's a metal barrel, right? Steel nib, metal barrel. Interesting shape, interesting design. A lot of cool colors. It's very... Uh, personal, right? You can pick something out that fits your style. So I think having a little bit of something different on this list works because on top of that, the experience using this pen is elite. Like I love using my arrow. I like all these other pens. Well, besides the 2000, it's kind of a standalone thing outside of the custom, extremely limited editions. I own multiple of like the arrow. I just have one, but I love the one that I have so much. Like I recommend it um, Mm. as it's an answer to a lot of questions that the pins above it don't answer. Right. Okay. It's a little more unique in shape and construction and things like that while also being completely rock solid. Like it is just an awesome, awesome writer. So again, like I, the Pelican M205 could maybe make that spot just for something on the lower end of the scale. But by then, I'm probably ramping up into something else. The Esterbrook SD is kind of similar to the Leonardo Memento Zero. Really beautiful acryl- acrylic steel Yovo nibs. They're creeping up in price. They're not off the list yet, but they're like $195. So like, I tend to go with Memento Zero, Arrow. SD's been on the list in the past. They're great. I wish the Montegrappa Elmo was still under $200. That and the Leonardo were part of the first time I updated this list just for being really, Mm. really elite steel nib under $200 pens when, you know, the sailors and a lot of other pens were seeing price increases. And then there's one outlier, Mike, that I put in the notes section of this. And it's kind of like the 74 back in the day where I wonder, does Pilot still know that the Pilot Custom 92 exists? because they haven't updated it in a long time. And this is essentially the custom 74, but with a piston filler. Okay. At a less price, at a lower price. And it's kind of breaking my brain. And the only reason like it's not number one on this list is because I don't know that it's going to exist forever. Right. I'm wondering if pilot comes out with, new versions of this 92 just new colors like a product lineup refresh and keeps the price the same this will be number one on the list because it's the 74 with a piston filling mechanism 
and I don't understand. I've never understood the 92, the price point of the 92, because they have some color editions that are like 150, 160 dollars, and then they have like an all translucent edition that's like 220 dollars. It, and this has been the same for as long as I can remember. So if Pilot does something with the custom 92 in the next year or two, watch out. Um, I'm interested to see if they will continue to just let it, you know, die away, which is what it looks like right now, or if they'll refresh it like they did the 74 in the coming years. Because uh, if they do, it'll be certainly interesting. It's it's a fantastic pen, but I I'm hesitant to put it on the the list, even though it technically exists. I do, you know, watch this stuff, and when I don't see a change in a product lineup for years and years and years. I'm a little tentative on, you know, recommending that pen as highly, but, you know, uh, I would certainly recommend it as high as any other pen on this list right now. So we'll see. So that's one to look at for sure. All right. So on next week's episode, we're going to be doing all RSTPA, but you have a specific call that you would like to put out to pen addict listeners for a future episode, right? Yeah. So the week after that, I will be joined by the wonderful, so the November 30th episode, Anna Reinert from the Well-Appointed Desk will be rejoining me Mm -hmm. for the gift guide episode. So we're a little bit late generally, you know, for a lot of people's shopping calendars, but you'll be well in time to get some really cool stationary gifts. So what I want from you between now and then is to get us a list of any specific gifting questions you might have. You can send them to hello at penaddict.com. I would love to uh, answer any specific questions. You know, we'll do our our general categories and fun topics and and different things like that. Cool, cool gifts we would love to give, you know, our stationary friends or cool stationary gifts we ourselves would love to receive. But if you have a specific stationary question, a, a gift a gift buying question for a stationary friend, family member, someone you want to enable, now's the time. So just put a gift guide in the subject line or something like that so I, I see it quickly and uh, send it to hello at penetic.com and uh, Anna and I will take your questions uh, when we record this episode and it should be out in two weeks. Like he does one public radio appearance and now he's like going to take your questions, you know, it's like, <laughs> you changed, man, you changed. <laughs> Got the radio voice. That was, you know, I still think about that experience because, you know, yeah, you know, me and Allison are now like simpatico, right? Like we're we're, going back on. We're uh, not yet. They, I was on the list for holiday time, so it hasn't quite come up yet. But I I think I'm in their calendar, but we don't have a date, so we'll see. You know, maybe maybe they were just blowing smoke and nothing will happen, but uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, that should be fun. So make sure you got those questions in. Uh, the gift guide questions, email them to hello at penaddict.com. Over on penaddict.com is where you'll find Brad's work. It's where you'll find that top five pens list as it continues to grow and evolve. Uh, you can also find Brad on Instagram. He is dowdyism. No, penaddict on Instagram. Dowdyism on Twitter. Uh, you go to spokedesign.com. The Model 4 is available now, right? Yeah, a reworked, re not reshaped but Uh like a little bit of design tweaks new grip sections some really cool colors some really cool grips they have been uh flying off the shelves mike and uh we've been uh busy busy in the shipping department here which is great to see and um we'll have uh hopefully some uh different pins and pin models 
uh, hopefully in the next week or two uh, as well. So stay tuned. Uh, you can find Brad streaming multiple times a week over on twitch.tv slash penaddict. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and it's uh, getting about time to think about your yearly theme. Go to yearlythemes.com. You can learn a little bit more about what that is and also buy a theme system journal for yourself so you'll be rip, roaring, and ready to go at the beginning of January for 2023. Very excited, Brad. It's about that time again. It's gosh, it's on. <laughs> it's too fast. Can we? We need to slow down this mm-hmm. time of year. We. I need double days going through throughout the rest of the year, please. I'm gonna be breaking out my uh, my 2023 journal next week. Nice. Once nice, I decide nice, on nice. my theme, I decided on my theme. I want to start fresh. Exactly. So I'm hey, gonna be. That's, uh, that's fresh. the best part about themes, Mike. Is mm-hmm. you can start them anytime. Anytime, baby. Well, mm-hmm. really, it's just because we're recording the theme system, the, the <laughs> yearly know. theme episode early. I know, I know. So once I I've know. done that, I'm like committed to it now. So like, it's <laughs> right. time to move on. <laughs> Love All it. right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. Thank you to Storyworth, Pen Chalet, and Trey Coffee for supporting this episode. But most of all, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>